You're listening to the Cyberwire Network, powered by N2K. This episode is brought to you by Palo Alto Networks, the leader in cybersecurity. As AI-driven attacks increase, organizations can't afford to have network security that's stuck in the past. Discover how Palo Alto Networks can help you predict what's coming and proactively secure against it with a zero-trust, AI-powered network security platform built to secure whatever, whenever, wherever. To learn more, visit paloaltonetworks.com slash network security platform. everyone, and welcome to the CyberWire's Research Saturday. I'm Dave Bittner, and this is our weekly conversation with researchers and analysts tracking down threats and vulnerabilities, solving some of the hard problems of protecting ourselves in a rapidly evolving cyberspace. Thanks for joining us. Primitive Bear is an interesting group in that they primarily focus on Ukrainian entities and individuals. So you see a lot of their malicious documents are themed around these government entities. Our guests this week are Gage Mealy and Yuri Polozov. They are both members of Anomaly's threat research team. The research we're discussing is titled Primitive Bear Gamaradon Targets Ukraine with Timely Themes. Imagine a world where you're always one step ahead of cyber threats, where your defenses are impenetrable because you see what others don't. Welcome to Team Cymru's Threat Intelligence Solutions. With real-time access to the world's largest threat intelligence data ocean, they enable you to turn the tables on attackers. Transform your security from reactive to proactive through accelerated threat hunting and incident response, made possible through automation. Empower your team with visibility and insights to start defending your organization like never before. Team Cymru. Be the hunter, not the hunted. Learn more at team-cymru.com slash cyberwire. That's team-cymru.com slash cyberwire. They like to use template injection. That's Gage Mealy. So typically they'll have a docx file that'll reach out to a domain to download a template. And then unfortunately in this case, the template domains were down. So we don't know what the dot dot files exactly were doing. In previous activity, these dot dot files contained a VB script. And then these VB script would begin the infection chain. But unfortunately, in this case, we're not sure, but we wanted to show that they're still using these TTPs, and in this case, uh, in quite a timely manner as well. And, and Primitive Bear, we are confident in saying, is a Russian group. Yeah, yes, absolutely. That's Yuri Polozov. Uh, some open source reporting even connects them directly uh, to Russia's uh, Federal Security Service or FSB. So it was uh, some irony to see some of the decoy documents that we 
show in this paper actually referring to FSB uh, as a as a topic. Well, let's walk through it together. I mean, let, let's go through step by step. If someone were uh, found themselves in the uh, the target of uh, this group, what, what what would happen? Can you take us through it? Sure. Yeah. Um, they operate typically through spear phishing. There's likely other ways they accomplish their objectives, but usually they'll do spear phishing, so something that looks legitimate to someone. And in this case, it was timely to current events that were taking place in Ukraine and Russia with the military troop buildup at that time. So mm. they'll use things specific to that time frame to appear more authentic. And then as soon as you click and open that file, it tries to download that remote template. And if that succeeds, potentially bad news for you. So at that point, they would try to get a second stage payload that would be the actual malware itself, we suspect? Correct. That dot dot file is where the bad stuff lives. I see. And in this case, uh, as you say, the, the servers to deliver that were not up and running, so the, the exploration sort of ended there. Unfortunately, yes. Uh, these groups are smart in that case. Well, they'll have some dedicated infrastructure. You know, they'll turn it on, launch a campaign, turn it off. Yeah, yeah and the same uh, about the decoy documents. Uh, they're very sophisticated. Uh, all uh, the search that we did uh, showed that uh, the data, like uh, sensitive uh, contact uh, information in those decoy documents, uh, uh, very accurate, for example, some of them were referring to Ukrainian embassies uh, in different countries or some military exercises and uh, re- related phone books to it. And uh, it was uh, always uh, timed, uh, often uh, timestamp in the document was uh, very close, uh, typically the same months uh, that the actually attack uh, happened. And uh, one document in particular, it was uh, some uh, decoy was some scientific uh, paper about Ukrainian public uh, relationships with different countries. And uh, so researchers saw this uh, decoy used in attack. And then similar, uh, pretty much the same document as was used as decoy was published uh, publicly in Ukraine, but not before. And the fact that uh, we saw that it's actual scientific paper, that, but it was published after Primitive Bay used it. So that hmm. way we know that they actually have some way of stealing real Ukrainian documents and using them, weaponizing them uh, uh, to use them in their attacks uh, rather than... Uh, Another option would be to uh, just to create some fake document based on known facts, but uh, it seems they they use some uh, some stream uh, some other uh, stream of stolen documents uh, for their purposes. Yeah, that's an interesting lure there. I mean, you can imagine if someone was interested in the content of this sort of scientific document and they were able to get it ahead of other people, you know, sort of hot off the presses, if you were, if you will, um, that you, you could really imagine that working as a clickbait. Yeah, yeah, yes, absolutely. And 
the, we saw them using all, all kinds of uh, uh, topics for the Lewis, uh, uh, some legal questions, uh, some questions around occupied Crimea, and uh, uh, Crimea is a diverse region, uh, so they would use different languages. They would use Ukrainian, but sometimes they use Russian as well because many people in eastern Ukraine and Crimea, they uh, speak uh, Russian. Uh, so all kinds of uh, lures uh, that they use and experiment with. But some of the documents, I mean, themselves, the, they are legitimate documents. They're, so they're stealing them or, or borrowing them from other sources uh, and using the legitimacy of those documents to, to try to get people to click through. Yes, absolutely. And uh, it's, uh, it makes it uh, harder, uh, harder to detect uh, with human eye because uh, it's actually mm. a real document that was used. <laughs> yeah. Right, right. So um, in terms of people protecting themselves against this, what do you recommend? Is, is this something where uh, endpoint protection would be able to notice that something was up? Yeah, I think potentially, you know, strange email addresses. So tools like that are always helpful. But a lot of it is just education on, you know, if something seems too good to be true, you know, for instance, early access to something, you know, maybe it is. And if you get an email from someone, maybe you should email that again and confirm that it was sent to you. A lot of sophisticated groups, unsophisticated groups, groups of all kinds, use a lot of social engineering as that initial infection chain because it works, unfortunately. Right. In terms of a primitive bear themselves, I mean, I, I suppose there's... There's no reason to believe that they'll do anything other than keep at this, what they're doing. I mean, it seems like they've had some success, and I suppose we should expect to see more from them in the future. Yes, they've been, they've been busy, and I'm sure they use, um, you've seen research from, from other uh, researchers out there, which is really good stuff as well, and different TTPs. Um, it just so happens that this campaign was dedicated to these DOCX files. But other TTPs are, are very likely in primitive bears or are in primitive bears repertoire. Yeah, and of course, after this research, we already saw uh, a, a new examples of the activity. But generally, uh, Russian cyber activity is often part of larger geopolitical or military activity. So earlier this year, uh, when uh, fighting in eastern Ukraine, uh, uh, was intensifying and Russia were moving troops closer to Ukrainian border. That's why we saw this campaign being uh, more active uh, and uh, it was uh, an interesting timing. Uh, and also it was uh, important that uh, international communities saw Russia moving its troops but also saw Russia sending malicious emails towards Ukraine and it prompted uh, uh, stronger than usual response, and now uh, most of those troops uh, moved back, at least for now, and it's not the end of the story. Uh, Putin will continue uh, trying uh, to expand his empire, uh, so to say, but uh, it's where we, we are at.
thanks to Gage Neely and Yuri Polozov from Anomaly's threat research team. The research is titled Primitive Bear, Gamaradon Targets Ukraine with Timely Themes. We'll have a link in the show notes. Hey, everybody, want to take a few minutes here and talk about our sponsor, Splunk. You know, you need to keep operations humming around the clock, but potential disruptions are everywhere. Splunk helps you predict problems and find and fix issues fast so you can reduce risk and ditch downtime. The world's largest enterprises rely on Splunk's unified security and observability platform to become more efficient, resilient, and innovative. With Splunk, you can react quickly, evolve faster, and be ready for anything. Stay ahead of disruptions. Learn more at splunk.com slash resilience. The CyberWire Research Saturday is proudly produced in Maryland out of the startup studios of Data Tribe, where they're co-building the next generation of cybersecurity teams and technologies. Our amazing CyberWire team is Elliot Peltzman, Peru Prakash, Kelsey Bond, Tim Nodar, Joe Kerrigan, Carol Terrio, Ben Yellen, Nick Vilecki, Gina Johnson, Bennett Moe, Chris Russell, John Petrick, Jennifer Iben, Rick Howard, Peter Kilpie, and I'm Dave Bittner. Thanks for listening.